like it's not a it's not a spoiler because it's like right as you meet them. Panam is just fucking ass hanging out of a fuck the engine bay of a fucking car as she's tinkering around with it, and you just walk up and just ass. And then ass. and then she proceeds to be mean to you for the next sixteen hours of gameplay. Which she obviously knows my kink. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I always thought I was a dumb, but you know what? I think I'm a bit of a sub for Pan Am. I know she's not real, but if she told me to eat dog food, I'd probably do it. Hello, and welcome to Cheat Codes Art Cheating. I, I am one of your hosts, Yorkshire Bother. And I am the other host, Dark MCR. And we've only just woken up, so this is going to be shit. I'm not. I'm not looking. For, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to my lack of awakeness. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Considering we were supposed uh, to do this next week, I think we have an excuse. The fact that we've just got really excited and bumped it a week ahead. I mean, to be fair, though, you have been on the... Sam, listen here, mate. I'm really feeling the podcast right now. Ah, Shall it's my, we do one? It's my fault. It is my fault. And then I've woken up at half past nine and been like, oh, shit, I, I, should really, I should really get up. I was supposed to have a shower before this podcast. I haven't because I You're didn't meant have time. to be getting I up smell. At se- between seven and eight so you could go have a shower and everything. Yeah. And when did that happen? Where's... Well, well, to What's be fair, on? to be fair, I never said AM or PM. I'll just do it tonight. Oh, and yes, Felix, I am thinking of Panam Stars. Oh, sorry, I had No, it's fine. <laughs> so we've got a few things on the docket today. I uh, love that you say docket. It really it brings like warmth and cuddles to my heart what, what? that you say docket. Why? I don't know. It's just a word that you don't hear Dock ever. It. You're like the only person that has used it outside of a TV show or a film. So today on the on the docket, I feel called out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love it. Nah, fuck <laughs> that. I'm changing it now. So the first thing on the list is no fucking docket. The first thing that's on thing. the first thing on the docket because apparently that's my thing now is um, do we think, and I'm going to let yes. you go straight ahead and give your opinions first, Sam, do we think game developers reveal games too early and then to keep the hype up reveal too much about the games? Yes. Is that it? Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the first stumbling blocks uh, to the mass carnage that I'm about to unfold. Um. For smaller indie titles, I don't think that's the case because it doesn't tend to happen. But if you're looking at a AAA title, I do feel that a lot of the AAA titles are now doing that. Take, for instance, Cyberpunk. It was revealed. It was then, oh, it's going to take some time to release. La-di-da-di-da. Here's some gameplay trailer. Here's some... Here's like a story trailer. Here's a lore trailer. Here's this, here's that, here's this. And it was like, 
years before we got it again. Um, another good one, and I know that you want to to mention this, Zelda. <laughs> well, to be fair with the new Zelda, it wasn't Nintendo that revealed it. Uh, but we we have got that also on the, and Sam's favourite word, on the docket. Um, so we'll definitely be coming full circle around to that one. Oh, shit, no. My my my, my not awake brain, I got the two <laughs> mixed up. It's Jedi Survivor. It's Jedi Survivor that, that I was going to bring up, it, yeah. As much, yeah, as, I, yeah. as much as I love that game and I'm looking forward to playing it, like you look at that and compare to how they used to advertise things. When, they, when they're advertising games nowadays especially like and you've seen it with like i said with jedi survivor most recently um we've got a teaser then we've got a proper announcement then we've had a story trailer then we've had a gameplay trailer we've also had 40 minutes of gameplay revealed and then they're just dropping tidbits of details like different droids and different planets and different stances and different like outfits and hair customization don't get me wrong I am still super fucking excited for this game. And as they drip feed me stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to play this game. But at the same time, I'm like, how cool would it have been if I'd have gone into that and not known there was customization? Not known there I... were all these different things, different stances, and just been mind blown. And that's I not a thing more. now. I know everything that's going to fucking happen by the story. And even then, they've done a full on, like, specific story trailer. So I kind of know what's happening there. It's in in a sense it's not just games that are doing it, it's it's movies as well. But from the game's point of view, it does and I understand that they're trying to keep the hype up for the game because it's still going in development and stuff. But this wasn't needed back in the day to keep the hype for a game going. But do you think that the reason it wasn't needed back in the day is because the market was a lot less saturated too? And now they're trying to stay a step ahead of the competition. It was, but you've also got the, the other side of the the coin. Games back in the day didn't need all these trailers and stuff because they people wanted to wait for them. People were waiting for all of the new, say, Call of Duties and Skyrim and stuff. Yeah. Whereas this day and age, it's like a shift in the political standpoint of the gameage that they need to keep keep showing up they need to yeah. keep being relevant the thing is though why do they need to keep doing this because you've got the they, they've got the hype you've got games out there that people hear about first of all and that's instantly on their calendars they're yeah. playing through earlier ones in the franchise if it's something like that or it's hogwarts legacy which we got given and it was years after the reveal that we were going to get it yeah but people were so excited for it but game developers are always like i've got to try and show my face and be at the top of the top of the viral charts yes that's all well and good but when you're spoiling plot points, gameplay mechanics, stuff like that, you're removing the fun out of it. Yes, yeah. the big lore points aren't going to be there, but that's why 
kind of ties back into our last podcast with the E3 cancellation. Games have too many reveals and everything like that. But the best thing about E3 and stuff was they had booths there that you could go and try the games out. Yeah. And it was like the select people that decided to go to these places and go try it, they've experienced it. But you weren't allowed to record in there. Yeah. It was just you're going in, you're playing it, and you just give your verbal um, standpoint on it. But in this day and age, that's been completely removed. Yeah. It's the, it, it goes back to the same thing as the early access for games, giving people early access. Why are you doing that when you're just basically giving people the game for free for a little bit and it's not like they're going to come into it fresh-faced when it when it actually drops but do you think that the amount of stuff we get given early in terms of because like i'm personally still waiting for the story trailer for tetris but yeah. i think i'll be <laughs> i'm that's a fucking tell a lie we've got it it's an apple tv show with taron edgerton it's coming and you know what? I can't actually wait for it. It's it looks so fucking good. amazing. It looks fantastic. But yeah, what I was going to say was, um, do you think the the shift in advertising practice where they start, I was like, like we've said, pushing a lot more stuff out, do you think that sort of ties in hand in hand with the fact that they're revealing games much earlier than these? Because the games yes. are taking longer than ever to make because games are getting bigger than ever. Back in the day, you could pump out games a year for ps2 you know what i mean it wasn't exactly as big of a challenge for them whereas nowadays especially when you look at stuff like the last of us or god of war it's what four years five years you're waiting from one game to the other it's like obviously there's there's so much more development time there's so much more going on they're sat on all these bits of information for much longer than they ever have been in the past do you think that that sort of that's what it kind of equates to is because they've got all this information that they're sitting on and they need to still keep people interested in this game considering the long wait times that's why they start drop like drip feeding information out to keep the interest even though ultimately let's face it you could tell me literally nothing about a new god of war game and i'd still be queuing out the door to buy it on release like you know what i mean <laughs> you know yeah, it's gonna it, be a good game i I think it's it's definitely the shift in the way of the world. Yeah. I personally don't understand the fact of revealing a game, us then being told it's going to be three, four years until it gets released. And then towards the end of that wait, it's like, oh, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. I... If, if it's like a game that's part of a series, not a brand new, this is the first name name in the franchise's titles and, and stuff like that. If it's one that, like it's a continuation or a, a, a follow-on game from another, give us a mission. And uh, a, a good thing with that was the Borderlands two to three transition yeah you had the dlc that came out which gave you kind of a filler bit of uh enjoyment 
that also went into Borderlands 3. Yeah. And the events leading up to why why we're in this position with Borderlands 3. Why why don't people do that or game developers do that more than give trailer after trailer here's your gameplay here's your lore here's your mechanics all oh, the gameplay too teaser trailer la di da di da before you're done as you said you know exactly what's yeah. going to go on with the game and everything about the game so what's the point in actually buying the fucking game well, i think your, your point about the difference between starting a new ip and continuing a series does make a lot of sense because i if it is a new ip no one's ever heard of it before even if it's from a tried and tested developer, they all trip up. They all have bad games. Look at Bioware. They're known for making some of the best games ever and then they dropped Anthem. But yeah. I feel like if it's a new IP and no one really knows what it is and everyone's a little bit like hesitant, yeah, drop a, drop a bit extra. Give us something so we kind of know what we're dipping our toes into. But I feel like then you look at stuff like when it's a series, like Jedi Survivor. We already know it's going to be a good game because Jedi Fallen Order was amazing. And the building up on what they've already created there. I don't think we needed as much as they gave us. They could have gone through the same route as... Um, the best example is the Assassin's Creed franchise. You look at when they release a new game. Everyone knows the Ubisoft Assassin's Creed formula. They like Other than when they shifted from Syndicate to Origins and they changed the gameplay and then they gave us a bit more to show us the new direction they were taking it. All we ever really got for the Assassin's Creed games was a cinematic trailer at E3. And you bet your ass, because it was a year, yearly release schedule, you bet your ass everyone waited for that cinematic trailer to drop. I still remember watching Brotherhood's trailer drop and going fucking wild. I remember when uh, Assassin's Creed 3 dropped and being so hyped for it. And that was one fucking trailer, maybe two, like a trailer then followed by a, uh, a final trailer yeah. for release, which that was, was the, the same thing. That was the trailer that used Radioactive by Imagine Dragons, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That was my introduction um, to Imagine Dragons as well. So not only did I get a great game, because personally I think Assassin's Creed 3 is amazing, I also got a love for Imagine Dragons, which was nice. Because otherwise yeah. it would have been a lot later down the line when I'd actually heard of them, because I think that game probably shot them into relevance, to be fair. Because no one had really I heard of him so, before yeah. that. And then obviously Assassin's Creed, big AAA title, uses them in the trailer. Same with Woodkid Iron, used in Revelations. Yeah. I'd never fucking heard of Woodkid before that. And now I, lo- now I love him. I almost said I like Sail, and then I realised that's Air One Nation. It's a completely wrong fucking group. <laughs> run by Run, that's another one they do. Which again, they use that in Unity, I think? I think so. I like Woodkid at Assassin's Creed. But it's just... Yeah, I- I think game developers, instead of trying to keep relevant and then teasing 17 different aspects of the game in the, your trailers, give us one and reveal trailer, like a, just a teaser trailer. Yeah. A big trailer, which has which is your general standard CGI cinematics and... Um, gameplay yeah and then if you fancied one just before release like a launch a, trailer yeah a launch trailer don't give us gameplay one two and three and story one two and three because 
you'll ruin it. Uh, it may be a really big game and there may be a lot more lore to it. But to me, you're ruining yeah. people's... That, that's a discovery you're, 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 I'd you're like to make the... myself of a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know the franchise. You know the story and everything. And it's nice to see some returning characters uh, in these trailers. But you want to have that fresh, like, oh, I don't know that this person's going to be in the game, so I'm going to go through la da 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 Oh, my God, it's my best friend from my last game. It's Which my is exactly what from... happened with the game gameplay trailer for Assassin's Creed. Not Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I've still got Assassin's Creed in the brain. Jedi Survivor, even. Because we got the launch, we got the um, story trailer, and everyone's like, oh, okay. No Merin, no Grease. I was like, okay. Where are Merrin and Grease? And then gameplay trailer comes. Here, have some Merrin, have some Grease, have some hair customization. I'm like, I liked the mystery, man. I, I could understand the hair customization. That that's that's a cool little reveal. But when it comes, you don't want the story to be ruined. No. During these trailers, you want to be shown tip bits of like your character talking but you don't know who they're talking to you want to see bits of gameplay but you don't want to see boss fights and really yeah. big lore based story based Which, to be fair and you're gonna like this because we're gonna come back to a game you love right now that's where <laughs> that's where cyberpunk did it well every gameplay they dropped every trailer they dropped even the story trailer they dropped other than like a couple millisecond things of Pete of like some cutscenes from later in the game just to show you some of the romance options every single bit of gameplay we saw in any trailer any reveal was within the first three hours of the game and that in a game where it takes you about 80 90 hours to beat the game that's a good idea yeah everything I, I, was from the tutorial <laughs> that works I know that, ooh, I, I know that like cyberpunk is a very unique game it's an open world rpg kind of thing but i think more games need to do have that that setup of okay so your tutorial isn't just going to be a 10 minute tutorial it's yeah. a full blown couple of hour ordeal and use that as cyberpunk did in the tutorial stages well that's the thing because most tutorials it's like one of my favorite games of all time but like the first mission like to get you to the title credits will forever be cod 4 when that ship is sinking and you're running and alarms are blaring and it's flooding and then you jump off and you land in this helicopter and then boom black screen modern warfare i was like that's fucking awesome some games oh, are that's like the long. Captain Price mission yeah. where literally it starts with him smoking on the cigar on the black the helicopter. Yeah, but yeah, it's like that I like, but but I have to give it to Cyberpunk for a game to sit there for three, four, sometimes five hours, depending on how much you do side stuff. Get you loving all of these characters, get you invested in the world and in this crew that they think they're gonna have you're gonna have for this entire game. Only, I'm gonna cry. Only for them to give it. you a mission that fucking breaks you. Um, and I won't, I won't spoil it, spoil it too much because there might still be some people who've not played it. And normally, with it being out this long, I'd have said 
fuck you, you should have played it. But obviously with the launch it had, I'll, I'll hold off because some people might still be getting to it. There's a very significant couple character deaths in that tutorial and it breaks you and you cry and you get angry and pissed off and then there's another twist and you cry and you get angry and you get pissed off and only then when it has broken you, remolded you and broken you again, title credits. And it's like, fuck you, CDPR. How dare you right. make something so artistically perfect? <laughs> I... Yeah. This is the thing. I slept on Cyberpunk for some time. I remember watching the trailer back in the day and I was hyped for it. Then it dropped and it was all well and good, uh, but it was buggy as hell. So I slept on it for, for a couple of years. I finally got round to playing it and Yorkie has been in the VC with me while I've been streaming it internally with the community. And he's been there nearly every step of the way, waiting to see my reaction. And I have cried too many fucking times. I mean, I think what also didn't help is when I knew something was coming, I purposely convinced him that the characters he loved were going to die. It was right up until the very moment where they didn't die. He was like, you bastard. And it was was beautiful. I am a conniving little shit. (laughs) In that regard. But no. You are. It's been great to watch you play, to be fair, because my issue is a lot of my friends either didn't like it or because it burnt so many people on launch with its state it released in, refused to play it. So you are like the first proper friend I've got who I can sit there in a VC and just like fucking fangirl of a Pan Am with. Oh, Pan Am. He went into this thinking, I love Judy. Judy's my one and only. I'm playing as a dude character, but I'm going to mod it so I can still romance her because Judy's my everything. And then he met Pan Am and all that changed. And I said it would. I said, as soon as you said you like Judy, I was like, just you wait till you meet Pan Am. Just wait. It, just, it, the the fact you. is, it's the scene that you first meet Pan Am after speaking to that other character and then like it's not a it's not a spoiler because it's like right as you meet them. Talking but Pan Am is just fucking ass hanging out of a fuck the engine bay of a fucking car as she's tinkering around with it, and you just walk up and just ayos. And then Ayos. and then she proceeds to be mean to you for the next sixteen hours of gameplay. Which she obviously knows my kink. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I always thought I was a dumb, but you know what. I think I'm a bit of a sub for Pan Am. I know she's not real, but if she told me to eat dog food, I'd probably do it. <laughs> but yeah, some... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. On that tangent, movie. <laughs> oh, well, it made sense, didn't it? Talking about games revealing too much and then me revealing that I have a dummy mommy dog food kink. Um... <laughs> <laughs> why do i do this because <laughs> oh, you've got no filter and... oh. oh jesus christ oh. Yes. <laughs> moving on <laughs> um <Woof. laughs> uh, internally i definitely feel like a beagle um <laughs> What's your spirit, canine Sam? 
I, I, th I think I'm a beagle. I, I reckon... I'm definitely a Jack Russell. I was, with, with the beard and stuff, I was thinking Jack Russell. I don't know why. Also, did you notice that because Sam started wearing beanies, I've coordinated a different hat or something. So, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a bullshit excuse. I think oh. you should tell everyone the uh, the actual excuse. No, the actual reason I've not stopped wearing hats for four days is it's because, because he wants to be a farmer like Bell. Yes. No, it's because I have started. <laughs> I have started balding. <laughs> I am twenty-four. <laughs> And I have started fucking balding. The man who had hair down to his titties a year ago has started balding. And I had a meltdown about it in a VC. And then I've not stopped wearing hats since. I would wear them in bed if I could. Uh, but yeah, so on to the next topic. <laughs> Microsoft versus Sony for the Activision Blizzard deal. So... North Dakota Center, uh, I did know his name, but I've completely forgotten. What's his bloody name now? Kevin Kramer has called into um, the light off the back of PlayStation's um, allegations about exclusivity deals being anti-consumer and monopolizing. They now want to see all of PlayStation's exclusivity deals, including timed ones, to see if PlayStation are hypocrites. Now, as much as I quite like the PlayStation exclusives, I have a PlayStation right here. I think we all know the answer is yes, they are hypocrites. Sam thinks very, very, very strongly of this topic. Sam, would you like to take the lead on? <laughs> okay. This whole situation with the suing of Xbox and PlayStation, uh, uh, suing of Xbox by PlayStation... It's a load of fucking bollocks. As stated in VCs, and I believe touched on in the last podcast, Xbox is trying to bring games to every single platform. You've got mobile gaming, uh, and that's your phone, your fucking Switch web browsers and other consoles of the generation including pc as well and playstation's big thing is oh you're going to take away the exclusives you're going to make all of these big name titles exclusive like elder scrolls online and stuff like that how dare you come to this space and start spouting off about the exclusivity deals when the games that you're releasing on your consoles don't get seen on any other platform, if you're lucky, in the next five years from release. Now, I would use Last of Us 10 years after its release, because it first released on the PlayStation 3, and we've only just got a, a, a PC port of it. Yeah, but at least they released it in good quality. Oh right? fuck off! Didn't they? Fuck right! Fuck off! I'm you, fucking you, fuming about it. Do you it. not like bushy eyebrowed four polygon Joel? Is that does that not do it for you? I had my Lara Croft fucking triangular tit phase about fifteen twenty years ago, mate. I'm not willing to step back into those things. That 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 state of my life. But we, we all tried but, to look for them like bugs and shit to make Lara Croft take her clothes off on like 
Tomb Raider 2. Every single yeah. one of us did, because there was always that urban legend that you could, but no one ever actually figured it out. We all yeah. tried. And if you didn't, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like you said, like it takes you that long for PC to get the PlayStation parts, and then they're releasing subpar quality. And... Uh, don't get me wrong. I heard that the God of War uh, port actually was okay. And the Horizon port's supposed to be quite good as well, isn't it? Mm. I think it was just the fact that Naughty Dog weren't the ones doing the port. It was handed over to a third party. But the thing is, don't come and start having a go and start fighting Xbox and trying to stop a big deal, which you look at the broader horizons of the deal. Activision Blizzard are a company that is dying. Oh, that was... that was. I muted so no, I'm muted so no <sighs> one had to hear it. Sorry. I heard it. I know, but I can't I mute you. Because if I'm... If I, if I, okay. if, Sorry, I ha- I've got a cold. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. But... Fuck, I've forgotten where I was going with it. You were saying uh, that Activision okay. Blizzard's a Activ- dying company. Yeah. Activision Blizzard is a dying company. You've got Call of Duty, one of their biggest titles, has just gone down and down and down in yeah. a lot of people's eyes, whether it be because they started to focus heavily on the multiplayer or what have you. And from the Blizzard standpoint... Warcraft for the longest time has been named as the the dying breed. Now with Microsoft buying them, it's more financial because they're having to lay off so many people. But a big deal like this comes through, and Activision Blizzard get bought by Xbox. It gives them more money to then start putting more people in the development team. Yeah, and with Call of Duty being a yearly uh, release cycle or a two yearly release cycle. It gives more people chance to make more content for these games, and it it's a good thing. And the fact that PlayStation is suing and want to see all the exclusivity deals, uh, no, that they just want to stop the the buy. You're doing more damage than you are your own good. reputation. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Is like the one the one thing, like you said, it's a dying company. No one on PlayStation gives a fuck if stuff like world of warcraft or hearthstone come to xbox because they can't play on playstation anyway the main kicker is overwatch which is free to play and already on playstation so i can't see them taking that off because they make all the money through microtransactions now and for the players being active to take out half your player base would shoot yourself in the foot the only game that they're actually good there's actually any chance of any well the only one they're actually kicking a fuss up about is cod but like i had an argument with someone on facebook COD's on a downhill slope, but people refuse to admit it. I love COD, don't get me wrong. I've bought every single COD, other than, uh, I think it was Infinite Warfare. At that point, it staled out for me. I've bought every single COD since COD 3. I love COD. I can sink loads, loads of hours into COD. But you can't deny, from the Modern Warfare and Black Ops 1 days, that player base has substantially shrunk, and the attitude towards it has shifted. The only that That's the only game, and they're sat there saying, oh, well, if they take... Cod, it's going to bankrupt PlayStation. Bollocks. PlayStation have Homefront, SOCOM, bloody Killzone. All these first-person shooter franchises that were beloved at a point that they fucked into oblivion. 
If they brought yeah. one of them back and made it good and didn't make it pay to win and didn't fill it full of microtransaction and plague it like COD have, I could see one of them being the... And put, like, fucking if you want your Battle Royale, put a fucking Battle Royale in it, you know what I mean? But I could see them putting that back up and that overtaking COD on PlayStation as the go-to shooter. Because I remember playing Killzone 2 as a kid. I loved Killzone 2. From a single-player perspective, Resistance was freaking brilliant. Resistance, full of man. I think that's why I was thinking. Did great. I say Homefront earlier? I did. You did. I, yeah. I, meant, I meant Resistance, yeah, sorry. Resistance was great. Really good storylines and stuff like that. Killzone was really good. Infamous. Infamous is amazing. We need a new Infamous game. Exactly. We, haven't had, we haven't had an Infamous since the launch of the PS4 with Second exactly. Son. Then you've also got, like... Uncharted. So you've got a load of really good exclusives that, I mean, apart from Uncharted, they've kind of been thrown in the bin. Well, that's but the thing. You look, at, you look at old, don't... old PlayStation, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. But the issue is, like, Activision, they own Crash Bandicoot, don't they? And didn't Crash Bandicoot yeah. used to be the poster boy for PlayStation? Yeah. Which I think is fucking hilarious. But they've got stuff like, well, looking at looking at the back here, they've got Order 1886. Fantastic game. We got one of them, and then they thought, oh, this is a bit of shit. We're going to fuck this off. Horizon, they're still pushing them. Personas, I imagine we'll get another Persona game. Uncharted, they're milking like fuck. Like, they've told the story, and then they was like, well, we'll do a spin-off with side characters, and then next game we might use their, like Nathan Drake's kid. It's like, no, people love Nolan North. It's like, if you want... To do a whole spin-off series of Uncharted, I would personally love an entire series where you delve more into Chloe's story. Like, you've already used her for a spin-off game and you made me actually give a shit about a character I never really gave a shit about. Use her more. Chloe's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've got stuff like Killzone and Resistance and I'm trying to think of other old-school PlayStation exclusives. Stuff you don't see anymore. Gran Turismo, the, the fuck that up. The last Gran Turismo released a loads of hate, didn't it, because of the state it released in. Yeah. There's so many old PlayStation games. You can see the, the image for PlayStation has shifted over the years as the industry shifted. But I think what we need now more than ever is some of them old school style PlayStation exclusives coming back and getting the chance to shine again. I would love a new yeah. Killzone game. That's all I'm saying. I'd, I'm, I'll tell you what, Jack and Daxter. Give me a new Jack yeah, and Daxter fucking, game. Yeah, but my worry with Jack and Daxter is it'd go the same way as Beyond Good and Evil where you'd be like, oh my God, they're going to bring back my childhood. And then you'll wait for 40 fucking years only to get told that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's making it. Uh, what yeah. What did they think when they... F- I remember a week before that was revealed, I watched, uh, I think it was called Don John or something, where it's a dude with a porn addiction who comes in his pants a lot, and then it was like, this man is making Beyond Good and Evil 2. Okay, that works. Uh, that was a tangent. Going back to the thing. <laughs> I think the North Dakota senator is well within his right to want to see PlayStation's books uh, yeah. for exclusive deals and stuff. Well, he said what everyone's thinking, hasn't he, really? It, it, yeah, it, he's literally taken the side of what we've all spoken about in VCs, and not just us as people, but the gaming people in general. The people that really give a fuck. Um, why... Why are they trying so hard to stop this deal when it's already been said that it's not going to make stuff exclusive? 
I think the only time that they could say that was Redfall and all of the controversy that came from uh, Redfall. But PlayStation, they, they've got all their exclusives and will we ever get those as PC players, as Xbox players? We barely... Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts never truly came to Xbox. It was only a PlayStation thing. Oh, no, Kingdom we've... Hearts is a well-beloved... We have Kingdom Hearts on Xbox. Well, it took a very long time for it to come to Xbox. I'm glad they did, though, because then I got to watch Huffle swear at it and never play it again. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all on Xbox now, but I, I never realised they were PlayStation exclusives at the time. Yeah, it was um, it, it was one of their spare, spare poster children. Same with Final Fantasy. Yeah, I knew, I knew Final Fantasy used to be, but again, I'm glad they came because... My entry to the Final Fantasy franchise was Final Fantasy 15. I know it's not everyone's favorite, yeah. but I really loved hey, it. It was mine too. The bromance road trip vibe of it just worked. I was like, yeah. I want to do this. I want to drive around with all my Twitch friends, uh, ride big bin chickens, and have um, was it fucking Paloma? Was it Paloma Fifth? Was it Florence and the Machine? Just sing, stand by me at me, in a desert. I think it was. I think it was Paloma Faith. Paloma Faith. I can't remember. I knew it was one of the ginger ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was like. I know she's ginger and female. Um, but yeah, I feel like we could talk about the PlayStation, Activision, Microsoft shambles. It's going to be an day. ongoing thing. It's going to be an ongoing thing over the next couple of podcasts that we will talk yeah. about it again and again as more stuff comes to light. Yeah, but ultimate, ultimately, biggest... I, I think it's going to go through. I think they're going to be hard-pressed to find a reason to actually cancel it, especially now they're pulling PlayStation's deals into into account and into the light as well. I feel like the, it's going to just be that hip, hypocritical of them that they're just going to throw them out. Well, on, on this subject, I believe that PlayStation is, or Sony is getting sued in a sense um, because of the 30% increase in the costs of things for playstation as compared to xbox like exclusive games are like 30 percent more expensive yeah and the playstation is a hundred pounds more expensive than the top leading other one um uh, xbox and this is something i said in the vc with the xbox series x the top flagship of microsoft console at the moment you have the ability to buy the console for 450 pounds and get a year's worth of game pass which gives you access to just from the pc game pass 436 no 38 games well that's the thing it's like what 600 600 quid in some places for a playstation 5 the xbox series s which keeps up with the competition i run on a series s i love my series s I can buy three of them for the price I can buy a PlayStation 5. That's yeah. insane. The, 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 the fact that you look at these bundles and it's PlayStation 5 with God of War or PlayStation 5 with Horizon. So that's one console with one game. And yes, there's backwards compatibility, but you want to play new games on new console. Yeah. Xbox, oh, £450 for the initial console and then £10 a month for the Game games. Pass. 
for 400 games, which includes exclusive titles to Xbox and On new releases and, in, and indie titles. Like, yeah. is, Dead, is Dead Island 2 coming as an exclusive or a day one release to Game Pass? I don't think it is, but I've not looked. Can we have a look now? Now... Now, that would be one, because it comes out on the 21st, so we're about five days away from it releasing. Um, but I know Redfall is coming. Dead Island 2 is not coming to Game Pass. But Redfall is, yeah. And I mean, fucking, I know, it, I know it's already been out for a year on PlayStation, but this week, the date drops on Xbox, because why Tokyo came to Game Pass. Which, can I just say, is a fucking amazing game. And the fact that that's a Microsoft-owned title that had a one-year exclusivity deal on PlayStation <laughs> kind of contradicts what PlayStation are saying, in my opinion. I mean, I know it was already a deal that they'd ironed out before they bought Bethesda, but still, they could have quite easily turned around and gone, nah, we're not going to go through with all the de- deals that are already out there. They yeah. didn't have to. We're, 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 we're the new owners of this company. And your deal is going in the in the bin. If there are selfish as people made out, that's what they'd have done. But I do think, in terms of the like price differences, I do kind of get why Xboxes are so much cheaper. And I think it is generally because Xbox is such a bigger company. It's like a conglomerate of companies, isn't it? It's like they've got so many subcategories of their own company because they're into the PC market and the operating system market and the gaming market. They have do have that capacity to sell their consoles at more of a loss because everyone makes consoles at a loss. We all know they do. Otherwise, if you were paying for the full price of the hardware, to be able to run what is basically a thirty eighty, let's face it, especially on the new consoles, which is what six hundred quid alone, and then everything else, yeah. they are selling them at a loss. I feel like Xbox does have that capacity to sell them at a loss more because of the size of the company. So I'll give PlayStation that, but at the same time. It's Sony. Sony also have a lot yeah. of subcargoes to put more money into PlayStation. I mean, for fuck's sake, Sony's got their toes in every other bit of market, from TVs to sound systems to DVD players. To, Don't they do uh, ovens as well? I'm sure I've seen a Sony oven somewhere. I'm it pretty sure. Yeah. Surprise me. Should but, we have a look? But they've done. They've done every. They've done a lot of stuff. So it's in some senses, it doesn't matter if Xbox is like operating system office person but for the sheer fact that playstation and so well sony in general they've got other avenues that they they can go down and the thing is if they just made games exclusive like the all these exclusives they ported them over and they were good ports not five years down the line but say like ghostwire they did a ghostwire that it was a year until we got it on pc yeah they'd make money they'd make more money which means that they can reduce the cost and price of their router looking consoles yeah yeah moving on from one part case to another this is going to be a uh a, a monster of a segment please don't see me um, Monster Energy suing literally every fucker who uses the word monster. I... Apparently that's appropriate for them now. That That is that is their way of dealing with it. I don't know why this screen is so... There we go. Um, so yeah, so Monster are suing um, any word, any 
brands that use the word monster they've attacked a uh an indie dev who had a game called monsters versus mortals they've attacked a sandwich shop just because its logo looked a little bit like theirs and they're also going after pokemon because um a lot of people don't know but pokemon is actually a short name for the game the actual game's full name is pocket monsters um what the fuck it's one of these it's a massive company that let's be honest 10 years ago were just dipping their toes in life yeah and now they they've got so big it's it's like if you remember back it's like the fine brothers trying to copyright the word react i never knew they did that yeah, so the Fine oh, Brothers, where they had funny. sort of like teens react, kids react, they tried to copyright the word react because it was their thing, and they got shut down I'm instantly. just picturing a, sa- a sassy black judge woman just being like, react to this, case dismissed. Oosh! But I would yeah. love that. I would have, I, That would be me, except I'm not a sassy black woman. I am a... Uh, a socially awkward white man with a neck beard. <laughs> but yeah, no, so the, I'm looking at this. So, like, they've, they've sued uh, a welder because his first name, his, his surname began with an M. So he used just an M as his logo. Sued him. Uh, they've sued uh, uh, a men's aquarium hobby forum called Monster Fish Keepers. It has the word monster in it. Um, Ubisoft had to change. Uh, do you remember when Immortals: Phoenix Rising was first released, and they had to change the name to uh, like it was initially called Gods and Monsters? Yes, they changed the name because um, Monster threatened to um, sue them. There's like the, their their claim was that it would be the title would be too easily confused with its brand. Because yes, when I think of a, a title, a video game title where I play as. I don't, I've never played the game, but I'm going to assume some a sort of like... A small redhead. A small redheaded Greek angel working on the behalf of Zeus and Poseidon. The first thing I think is, hmm, I hope that comes in raspberry flavour because I reckon the drink's delicious. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I, want, I want to sue Ubisoft because I tried to drink the disc and it hurt. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get confused. I'm not going to go out and think, fucking hell, these games cheap. It's only £1.69 a can. Like, yeah, it's... what? It's stupid, man. They're just, but the thing is, they're winning. They're winning. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. They have got. They are going after Monster Hunter as well. Yeah, Locks just put that. They are going after Monster Hunter as well. Um, I'm just surprised that that I've. It's going to be really good as well. I was going to make a really good point and it was going to be humorous and I've forgotten because I got distracted by more. But yeah, they're going after Monster Hunter as well. Um, oh yeah, that's it. I was going to say I'm surprised because they're owned by Coca-Cola. I didn't realise yeah. Monster Energy is owned by Coca-Cola. A brand that's a billion dollar company. Alright, next thing we know is bloody Coca-Cola will be trying to sue Columbia for the cocaine business because they're scared Coke will get confused with their drink. Like, it's the same sort of thing. It's stupid as fuck. Like, it, it, it really uh, is. Like, why does an energy drink company 
have to go after anyone and everyone because of the word monster. Like, what, what, what fucked up cocaine-driven ride caused them to think that this was appropriate and actually worth doing? It's just... It, it baffles me, man. Like everything that they're going after has nothing to do with energy drinks. I could understand if it was a rival energy drink company that had just copied and pasted their entire branding. But that's not the case. It's game franchises, aquarium uh, people, some welder. Don't fucking start. It's like Nintendo going after people for creating... Pokemon ports and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Sega trying to sue one of my moderators because he put Sonic the Hedgehog on a fucking keyring and they wanted two million off him because he made a keyring in his shed. Yeah, like he's fucking dumb. But the fact that the fact that they've got companies like Ubisoft backing down, people like these indie devs and people like this welder and this sandwich shop. How the fuck do they stand a chance if big multi-million companies like Ubisoft can't even get around it? But I, I, I would if if that was me, I would um, and if I was like an ancestor of Mary Shelley, I would sue Monster because I would be worried that their energy drink could get confused with Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. They, they would think that Frankenstein made a beverage that was busy and energising. What are they going to go do? They're going to go and put a... get someone to drop off some suing papers on the gravestone of the guy that created Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, but in the same boat, they're doing this. But what I would love to see in the response to this for someone to knock them down a fucking peg they've now made that beast energy drink, haven't they? The one that's like the rival dragon soup, the alcoholic it's just called, yeah. it's called Beast Energy. I personally think Mr. B should sue him because it could get confused with Beast Burger. Because his has been around longer. Yeah. That's the thing, I'm pretty sure hasn't Pokemon been around longer than Monster Energy? Pokemon has been around since I was a child. Monster is... Let's find out the... the uh... <sighs> Monster Energy. So, Monster Energy came out in 2002. Yeah, and then... Um, so, Pokemon's older than Monster, and they're trying to sue them. 96 Pokemon came out, Monster 2002, Charles just told me. And they're trying to sue... He's like, fuck you, we came first, man. That's like me trying yeah. to sue Sean Connery because he copied my name. It wouldn't work. Doesn't work. It's stupid. The bullies. The, th- the thing. The thing is, that's the way that all these corporations are going to go. And I'm sorry if this insults any Americans, because it it, it may do. Around really? the world, yes, suing culture is a thing. There are there are lawyer practices and there are law firms around the world. But you look at the Americans with their self entitled bullshittery that every street has a law firm of some description and you're and 
like you sue people for anything. Oh, I I bought a banana that wasn't as ripe as the rest and I paid full price for it. You'd take them to a fucking small town fucking law firm to sue the other place, to, but, to, to but sue the supermarket. You, you do see it everywhere, Why? though, and it's stupid. Like, I... My someone who we knew that was like twenty five stone. They sat on a glass coffee table and it smashed, and they sued someone. Why? You're twenty five fucking stone. It's not a chair. But like you said, in America, you look at how many practices there are. I would say there are more lawyer practices in America than there are Starbucks. Oh, for sure. You can for there's, sure. Like, there's like two on every fucking street in America. It's ridiculous. But I just don't understand, mad. like, it is that big corporation, oh, we'll just get some lawyers involved, they'll go deal with it. Why do you need that? You are an energy drink company and you're going after game developers, small people, people that literally run a self-owned business Yeah, that has nothing to do with energy drinks. They've probably never touched an energy drink. So you can't even sue them for your performance is is only possible because of Monster Energy Drink. No. It's a welder that has been doing this probably longer than you've been alive and or alive as a company. Why? What gives you the right to come after anyone and everyone? Because you're a little bit butthurt. Is it because your your sales are low? Because you want to get back into the media? Is it because there are other energy drink companies that are coming out with better products than you? Well, that's the thing. Is it it, because... But it's, it's true because if, if it is a cost thing, all you need to look at is, their drinks don't cost any more to make than the other ones. And then you look at stuff like Rockstar, Relentless. Fucking Tyson Fury's new drink is 50p a can. Fair enough, it's shit. But it's 50p a can. And then Relentless, a quid a can. Rockstar, it's about £1.15. You're looking at two quid for a monster. I love a, I love a original monster, don't get me wrong, but if I've got a choice between spending a quid on a Relentless or two quid on a kind of monster to get the same satisfaction and the same amount of shit, I'm going to buy a Relentless. Yeah. But I'd, I'd understand, it's... though, if they had some standing with the lawsuit, if you Googled monster and something else came up. If you Google monster, monster energy comes up. But if you Google... Pocket Monsters or Pokemon. Pokemon's going to come up. You know why? Because it's fucking Pokemon. You get what you look for. It, like, it, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And they can't even take other people for... like You, you can't sue other people. It's, it's the way of the world when it comes to search engine results at the moment. You pay. There are comp- big companies that pay to have their stuff at the top of the list yeah. when certain things have been put in. Um, you've got... So if you typed in Umbrella, fucking the, the, the corporation from Resident Evil could pay someone to, come up to make sure that they're... Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous monster. You've got no fucking leg to stand on. You're, you're literally making a fool out of yourself. Get back in your tiny well, little fucking thing, though, hole, you got, bunch got, of arrogant cunts. They've got no leg to stand on, and they're making a fool of themselves, but they're fucking winning. But that's just because Coca-Cola has that much money. They can just bury people until they have to submit. It, that shouldn't be allowed. No. You should not be allowed. It's ridiculous, but 
but we could t again before we get angry at that because Sam's already called. Um, we're gonna go from one lawsuit to another, and this one is one where I think Sam might actually agree with the company for once. I'm not sure. Uh, Nintendo are suing. Um, they're wanting to sue the people who leak the Tears of the Kingdom content, and they are um subpoenaing discord and asking them to present the documents uh, to show who it was who leaked yeah, on discord I, I remember seeing this one um yeah they're they're trying to they uh, they've subpoenaed discord to find out who has leaked the yeah. tears of the kingdom art book yeah which um, i think they're within the right to cuz i imagine it's an employer employee sorry it has it's got to be. It's, it's either an employee or a retailer. Got to be. It. I think yes, they're well within their right to sue because at the end of the day, what was leaked was their intellectual property. They are well within their right to do so. It is a brand. It is the name that they've probably got the trademark for for specific game, like for that specific game, and that is well within their right to do. And the fact that they've now gone to Discord and gone, look, you've got a guy on there that did it. We want to find out who. Yeah, go for it. Crack on. Give them the information that they want. But just know it's a double-edged sword that as soon as Nintendo do that and Discord give those Everybody's going to do it. Everyone's going to do it. Well, this Every is single the thing, isn't, isn't Discord encrypted like WhatsApp, though? I don't know. Do you remember yeah, when... Like it's a morbid topic, but I'm pretty sure wasn't there a terrorist attack at some point, and someone requested some information from WhatsApp, and they're like, "We can't because it's all encrypted and it goes against the user agreement, and so we physically cannot give you it. We know it's a bad topic, but we can't." I'm pretty sure Discord, okay, Discord is a similar thing, isn't are, it? Discord messages are encrypted. However, this is only true partially. They are sent over the HTTPS connection. This means that Discord can still see your messages. However, right. messages sent to your friends or servers are encrypted before they're sent out, but are decrypted on Discord servers. So there is a copy of them there, but it is to make sure that it is a direct link so that people can't kind of, while it's going through the Aether... Fuck with it. Fuck with it, which I understand, and I'm happy to have that. It is a it, it, the encryption's there to keep us safe from exposure and from people to collect data, but going back to the point at hand, some guy comes out of nowhere, finds this information, and leaks something that hadn't even been revealed from Nintendo's point of view, and Nintendo being Nintendo. They like to sue anyone that does it. So they're anyone quite, they're quite strict with that anyway. So to release something that big, you're playing yeah. with fire anyways, aren't you? Let's face it. Yeah. They, they knew they were going to get some backlash from it. it yeah. But the question is, will Discord give enough of a shit to do it? So at the end of the day, with their user agreements and stuff, Discord are still well within their rights to say no. 
It's not a crim- think... it's not a criminal matter. It's a civil matter. Yeah, I think unless they take it really far with the whole fact of intellectual property and what Nintendo's standpoint with that is, whether it's just they've got intellectual property for the Zelda games, like the the, the title Zelda, but they don't have it for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. That 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 is going to be the biggest strong point or weak point in the in the argument and the subpoena. If yeah. it is an intellectual property thing, then that technically does fall under the jurisdiction of criminal law because they are the intellectual property owners of the Tears of the Kingdom franchise. Yeah. And because the art book is for something that they've got intellectual property for, via the name of a trademark or whatever, they they do have the right to do so but again it's one of those scary things that if this comes out and if this is all true what does that actually mean for the rest of discord i I, I reckon it'll open a can of worms and and my worry is that a lot of people if discord do reveal this will feel like their conversations and data are out safe and they're going to jump ship the other question is if they do if they do jump from discord where do we go? Hopefully to an app that works on my fucking computer Discord. Sort it. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think it would be the case that Discord dies or we then have to move place. And I don't think even to the point where we have to worry about... Um, Discord becoming so open and people just siphoning off your data there is a user agreement there that we've all signed to. And if their user agreement is unless for criminal matters, you can't access this data. I think we're going to be perfectly fine and it won't be all of our data is being siphoned off. It will be like, like I work in education and there's these things. We get a request put through to us to, for like a freedom of information um, request. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get them in social care um, as well. And I have to go off and any keyword or uh, like a last name, any message sent between any member of staff within the entire company that has mentioned this specific name, I have to pull the data off of. Bodle it's going to be that sort of thing. Send it over. Yeah, exactly. So it will be the same thing with Tears of the Kingdom. They want to find out who, who sent the message, who who acquired it, and they'll send it off in that same way. It's just... I, I feel sorry for whoever has to read through that, because if you do a, a Freedom of Information request and they send over everything flagged with Tears of the Kingdom or art and Zelda, someone's going to have to sit through so much smutty fan fiction and lewd drawings of, like, Zelda being fucked by a Korok. And it is going they're, to be they're... the weirdest thing in the world. It's going to be awful. The, thi- the thing is, though, they already know the name of the person that leaked it, so it's not going to be... Ev- I don't think they're going to pull off all the data. It's just finding who that account do links going to. Yeah, they're going to, go, they're going to get access to either the account, or uh, it, it will probably be that. It will either be getting access to the account or getting access to all of the messages sent to and from that account. And... 
that will be how they get all of their But let's answers. face it, if you're going to leak something that big, you're going to leak it through a proxy account and a proxy network, aren't you? You're not going to drop your own fucking name on it. That would be stupid. It, it It's one of those things. Warcraft has this same situation with new expansions and stuff. There's data miners that go through yeah. the, core, the source code of the game and they release all of the information beforehand. But you don't see Activision Blizzard turning around and suing all of these data miners because they find it as they find it funny. It's like, and the thing is, they put shit in the game to throw Fun them to find, off. Yeah, yeah, they know that it's going to happen. So for Nintendo, it was kind of like, well, you've already released the console's uh, exclusive looks and branding and stuff like that. Why didn't you release the art book at the same time? Yeah. Or is it the fact that someone's got hold of the art book already? They've taken it home from an office or been given it by someone that's taken it home from the office and then shared it around but for the uh, collector's edition. I, I think especially in the gaming universe, it goes back to what we were discussing at the start about revealing too much at once. I think leaks are a key part of the gaming industry because you look at fucking Ubisoft is a perfect example. They're the worst secret keepers in the world. Like when they really, when they announced Mirage and they thought they were geniuses and everyone's like, mate, we've known about this for about four months. Because they can't keep a secret. But what it does is it gets that that hype out there and gets that information out there without the company having to leak it. Without, yeah. well, let's face it, Ubisoft probably leaks it themselves. There's no way they're that bad at keeping secrets. But like without them having to release their own their own trailers and stuff and getting accused of releasing too much at once and giving us too much information because you can pass out well we didn't the hacker did but it still gets that hype like I said Mirage they're like oh yeah we're gonna get a game where we play as Basim it's gonna be set in like Bangladesh or something it's gonna be great and then they're like we're happy to announce a surprise new Assassin's Creed title Assassin's Creed Mirage where you play as Basim in Bangladesh or Baghdad or whatever it's like yeah we we kind of knew. Like you, we, like well, how fucking? I think two years before Syndicate was announced, we knew we were getting an Assassin's Creed game set in London. Like, I, I don't know. I think I know with an art book, it's something different. It's not, it's not like a whole game thing, but a fucking art book. You know what I mean? If anything, the leak and all, like, and all the drama around the the leak of the art book is actually getting more people to give a shit, and it's getting yeah. more eyes on it. And I don't know, maybe it's been leaked and they're making a big deal out of it for that reason, to shine more light on it. And it's free. Well, it's not free advertising because, like, bloody lawyers cost a lot of money. But you know what I mean? It's getting them more advertising out there. But I do yeah. agree they're well within their rights to sue. I yeah, would. They're, they're, well, they're well within their rights to sue. But it's also, I think people don't need to stop being so scared of why this is happening and everything it's not going to affect us directly yeah. it's not going to be a breach of our data nintendo just want to find out who the employee was because it was most likely an employee that managed to get hold of either the physical product or the data files and sent them out yeah that's all they want it for they're not going to be trawling through my fucking dms to you which is basically <laughs> nutty <laughs> pictures <laughs> of <laughs> pan am yeah, if they, if they do, we're, we're, we're getting put on a watch list or something. I swear to God. Yeah, so if anyone's wondering what Sam's talking about with the Pan Am thing, so Sam, would you like to tell them or shall I? Would you like to admit oh, uh, you're a dirty old man or would you like me to dull it down a bit? I, I, I'll, I'll take this one, mate. 
So I have been playing Cyberpunk, as everyone knows, from the last couple of podcasts. My sheer obsession with streaming it in Discord for the last seven fucking days. Um, I've added a load of mods, which one of them was a romance enhanced, which basically makes the character that you romance do more in the day. It has a strict schedule of doing things. Now, I was doing a mission, one of the final missions of the game, and... They come and meet you in a location. Unfortunately, it just <laughs> happens to be early morning when this romanceable character is taking a shower, like normal normal daily duties of having a shower. So they, with me and this other character are talking, and oh, there's a car turn up outside. That sounds like you. Thank you. So I turn round. And walking through the door is a completely naked, like beads of showery water running down the glistening. body. Of, glistening. Glistening. like a glazed Krispy Kreme donut. Please don't talk about your romance option <laughs> naked and use the word glazed. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> See? Dirty old um, man. <laughs> um... But yeah, walk through the door of the place that I'm in and just completely in the nutty. And Sean and I are having a fucking whale of a... We, we were having a howler I, of a time. I, I, I genuinely nearly weed. It was so funny. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I went back and looked at it later, not in a dirty way, because I was genuinely curious. And what I noticed is whoever made that, shame on you, you didn't include the gunshot wound scar on, a, on her abdomen. Yeah, that's it's that, all that. about the details, man. I don't care about your HD fanny and nipples. Give me the gunshot scar. Glaze <laughs> that. I mean, I, I I have to disagree with you there, mate. You're all about the gunshot wound. I would have. To, I, I'm happy with my 4K nipples. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> just an extra orifice, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so look, disgusting. I'm look, so sorry. Look, man, do look, a romanceable glazed donut. <laughs> Yeah, but look, the question is, do you like the jam-filled ones with the little injection hole, or do you like a ring donut? Because that really changes how you interact with it. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, this conversation or me saying that I'd eat dog food. I, I think the dog food one's still up there. Ironically, we're still talking about Pan Am in both. <laughs> oh... Cyberpunk, ladies and gentlemen. Can you tell we like it a bit too much? Oh, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> uh, well, if, if you do like Cyberpunk, the nice thing is Sam is planning on trying to start streaming next week, internet depending. Um, and I think he's still set on starting a new Cyberpunk playthrough. Uh, yeah, so going to start a new playthrough, play it how I haven't played it, which is full Netrunner with different choices and see what differences in the game I can I can have. So, yeah, should be trying to do something like that, potentially Tuesday. But I'm, I'm looking forward me. to it. No, keep talking, because I need to plug my headphones in. Oh, you fucking idiot. Did you forget to charge him last night? I remembered to charge them. I just forgot to turn them off after. So oh, they've, been, they've, been, they've been on all night. <laughs> You fucking idiot. <laughs> it's not my fault I'm stupid. It's my genes. Blame my mum or Primark. Primark. I, I'm going to blame Primark. You know what? Shall we sue Primark? 
I think most. Right. Yeah, sorry, I need to unplug, like, move my multi-plug so I mute myself so the audio doesn't come through on the podcast. I think um, Monster Energy should sue CDPR because Pan Am gives me a monster hard-on. <laughs> oh, you fucker. You fucker, I can't do this. <laughs> I do wonder, though, to be fair, do you reckon Monster will sue Danny DeVito, considering one of his most iconic Sonny in Philadelphia lines is, I need a Monster Kong dom for my Magnum dong? Do you reckon, <laughs> do you reckon they'll worry that they'll confuse a latex penis wrapping with an energy drink? I mean, Probably. I, no, I've already said enough dirty things. I don't need to say that I drink Danny DeVito. Will you want to be yeah. a hero, Kidwell? Slab my knob. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, last, yeah, I think Nintendo, do it, give them the information, find out who did it, tell them off, go for it. On to the next one, and this is one I've never played it, but I've seen other people play it, and I really, 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 really liked it, and I know you were a big fan, Sam, so it's a bit sad news. Uh, American McGee stepping down from development at EA, meaning we're not going to get an Alice Madness Returns 2 or Alice Asylum, as it was penned in as being called. It's a sad day in gaming when that happens, because that game was so unique. It was the most Tim Burton-esque game ever. It filled it, a lot of... Oh, I, I fucking hate saying the, the phrase, it filled a lot of holes after what we've just said, but you know what I mean. I'm meaning this in a non-dirty way. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it's the fact is Alice Madness Returns. It was, it's one of those cult classic games that if you're a fan of Tim Burton, that's the way you go because it is the. It it it's a really big game. Let's be honest. Like it it may not have had the numbers that a Call of Duty game would have but it tickled the enjoyment factor of a lot of people. And I've been waiting for an Alice sequel game forever. I really want... Um, I really wanted it because it had that Tim, Tim Burton vibe and we've not got uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. um, game yet, ever. Oh. The thing get is, though, working on it, devs. EA still own the IP. They could still do something with it. I know it wouldn't be the same without American McGee, because if anyone's wondering, American McGee has stepped away because they're knocking on a bit now. They're a bit old. They want to spend the money they've got. They, they don't need to work again. They've got enough money to last them. They're wanting to just step away from gaming, the gaming industry, and be with the family, be with the wife, be with their children, and just actually enjoy life. I think they might have grandchildren now as well. I'm not sure. But... I mean, well, that's the thing, like, Manager Send Jack, Lost in Random, that's another Tim Burton-esque to fill that, fill, uh, to fill that hole where the Alice Madness Return has left. But I do think EA is still on the IP. And I know they've not been doing great recently, but I think if you gave Bioware that IP and told them to run with it in the same sense that they used to do old school Dragon Age, I reckon we could still get a good product. I, I, I do reckon we could get a good product too. I just fear. It, it's as we were talking about earlier, Yorkie, with 
you've got all of these old franchises like PlayStation with Resistance, it would be one of those, it's kind of going to shit. But yeah. bring back these old franchises, these old game franchises that had these one-time really good cult classic games. And people are begging for it and wanting it because it's such it was such a unique thing for its time. If EA do decide to give it a go, I would be very happy for it, even if American McGee won't be there. But I'm not thinking that it's going to... I don't think it's going to be likely. Well, the the other danger is as well, it's such a cult classic game that not a lot of people have played it, but the people who have love it. If they fuck it up... It's it's ruined the yeah. franchise. You, can, you can't fuck up a franchise if there's if the game's already out and it's good. But if you make another and it's shit, the people won't remember you for the good one. They'll remember you for the crap one. Yeah, and that's the danger. Which is a shame because I, I'm with you. Like I've not played the first one yet, but I enjoyed watching other people play it. I reckon a second game, if done right, would hit well with a lot of fans. Or even just like Mandy said, a remaster would be nice. Yeah, but the only thing with the remaster and the the way that the game is, how would it be done? And would it take away... Are they going to remaster it and add ray tracing and take it completely away from it being a... uh, Like a dark dark, Tim Burton. Yeah. I think it's a dangerous line to go through like a cult classic like that and say, oh, we'll remaster it when it's the only one in the franchise. Again, yeah. are people going to get hyped up for it? It'd be an absolute pile of shit. And then it's going to fall off. Yeah, but... I don't know. He's one of them, though. Like, other than doing that, just to crisp it up a bit, I don't know about on PC, but I know on Xbox, it, it naturally upscales games anyways. So we have that. We, we already have the upscaled graphics anyways because the backwards compatibility on Xbox does that for us. And I like I said, I've not played it, but I imagine the gameplay is pretty sound. So, so if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? But yeah, he, he's sad. He's he's always sad when someone who I know they've only made one title, but it was so beloved by its fans. It's always sad when a visionary like that steps away from the gaming scene. It's a bit like when Hideo Kojima was dropped by um, bloody. Old band is not Bandai Namco. Who the fuck was it who dropped him? Who was it who makes Metal Gear, Metal Gear games? Uh, I'm blanking so hard. What, like the development company? Yeah, Konami. Konami, that's it. I mean, we're literally named cheat codes are cheating, and it's Konami, the people who are made the most iconic cheat code ever. That's fucking embarrassing on my part. But it's like. When Kojima got sacked off by them, and at the time, he just disappeared off the face of the earth for a solid few months, and people thought, fuck, that's Kojima out of the gaming space. And that man, I love him. I've never that met him. That man came back with a fucking vengeance. He did. I mean, I know a lot of people, like, there's mixed opinions on Death Stranding, but I've heard a lot of people also say, once you get past the fact that it is kind of like a walking sim, the actual world and the gameplay mechanics and the the story that is there, it's convoluted in the standard Kojima sense, but it's good. I'm just good. We're never going to get a Silent Hill PT. The actual full game. I, but we got Visage, the, 
And Visage was like a close love letter to that. And Visage... The thing is, though... Terrified me. Silent... uh, Silent Hill games. Have they actually done one that hasn't flopped up in Bugfield trying to follow in the footsteps of... Who? Resident Evil. Who was good? Yeah, they've had one, but the whole platform has had loads... Loads and loads. That's a good point because both of them had third-person perspective cameras and then when Resi 7 comes out and they swap to first-person, so did Silent Hill. I've never thought of that. Yeah, the the, the fact is Resi and Silent Hill were part and parcel at the same time zone and everything with with each other. But... One of the things that makes me... only escalated... And Silent Resi's always escalated further and gone to new heights and everything. And you then look at Silent Hill, and it it was good, and then it was bad. Yeah, <sighs> I, I I I personally really like Resi Five and Six, and a lot of people are going to call me a piece of shit for it. But I wouldn't play them single player. Don't get me wrong. But playing Resi 5 and Resi 6 co-op, the madness of it is hilarious. But I did notice as well, what surprised me is Resi 7 moved to first person to try something new. Everyone was like, oh my god, this is what Resi needed. Resi needed first person. Resi 8 came out first person. Like, this Again, this is everything we need. Resi needs to be first person. The remasters for Resi 2, 3, and now 4 came out all third person. Third person love was that big that then added a third-person mode for Resi 8. I have a feeling they're going to go back to third-person. I'm surprised they've not done a third, like gone back and done a third-person mode for Resi 7 yet. But... I don't know. I've I'm not sh- played a I'm lot sure of the Resident Evil games, personally. I've played 5 and 6 with Sladen. I've played 1 on my own, the first one. That was last year. I own 2, 3, and 4. I own 7 on the PlayStation, and I have PSVR, which I want to do at some point. I think that would be amazing on stream. That would be that hilarious. Would be on stream. But I am also a pussy, as people know. You are. Um, but yeah, no, the, I, get, I get what you mean, though. But yeah, no, it's sad when you see, going back to like the people leaving the industry, like going back to Kojima and stuff. Like when Kojima left, like left Konami, everyone thought, oh God, is this the end of Kojima? And then he went off to go do his own thing, and we're like, yay, he's back. And then we saw what happened to beloved franchises after the Visionary left, and that's when you get shit like Metal Gear Survive. And that would be my only worry, is if EA did pick up Alice Asylum and move with it, would we get a Metal Gear Survive situation where it's soulless and just a cash-in on the fact that the previous games, or previous game in this instance, was so beloved? Because as much as I do agree, as much as I do sit there and think Bioware like made some of my favourite games, like the Mass Effect games and the Dragon Age games, they also made Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to Anthem, that game is, it's something. I wouldn't even call it a game. I'd call it a... Flight Sims got better action than Anthem and a better story. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with you on that. It is weird, though, in today's society where Tetris has a better story than Anthem. Yeah. That, 
<laughs> that, that's that's the world we live in now where Tetris has a really good action-packed story based around the USSR. Anthem has some trees. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a stark contrast. How the fuck did we get here in terms of the industry? What the fuck? You can't make it up. It's just—it's. If we're going to go through that, I genuinely think that big developers like EA and stuff think that they—they they are immortal in a sense. And anything that they put out is going to be a beloved hit by their but that's the thing, target though, audience. Is you're not wrong because Anthem, the amount of pre-orders that got and how much money that banked. And then it was only because it had nothing in it when people bought it and they got the backlash from them. They're like, ah, oh, no, people don't like us. So rather than fix our game, we're just going to disappear. We're just going to fuck yeah, this game off. They'd already made yeah. bank. They didn't need to give a shit anymore. Why? Why put money into yeah. a sinking shit when you've already when you've already like made profit off it? There's no point. And Anthem pissed me off, right? I oh. had no real interest in Anthem. I wasn't gonna get it. All of my mates got it at launch. This is back when I want to say, I, what year did Anthem release? I want to say I was probably around nineteen. I'd have been in the police, but I think it was pre being in uniform. It was 2019. It was twenty nineteen. Anthem came out. February uh, 22nd, 2019. Oh, shit. So I literally played Anthem for a couple months and then moved over here. But, yeah. So, anyways, I wasn't interested in Anthem. I didn't want to buy Anthem. It didn't really. It looked cool, but I'd I'd, I'd bargain bin it at some point. I I wasn't really bothered. All of my mates bought Anthem, and that's all they would play, and they stopped playing all the usual multiplayer games at the time. All we really did was play, like, Siege and stuff together, so I didn't have my friendship group there anymore. I peer pressured into it and bought Anthem. However, because I bought Anthem a week after them, and there isn't even a week's worth of content, I bought Anthem, installed it, and by the time I'd got it installed, they'd already realised there's no content and they all moved away from it. So I bought Anthem to play with my friends, only to then never play it because there was no content and none of my friends wanted to play it anymore because it was shit, and I was so pissed off. I was like, really, you've just made me spend 60 quid on this bag of shit. I'm talking about this beautiful game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it was 2019. Because I remember. I remember when I still lived in Yorkshire before I moved over here and moved in my hovel. I would sit on a VC with her. Uh, her she has a name. I would sit on a VC with Huffle and her friend Jess. And we would all chill out on a... Di- on a I can't remember. I think it was like a Facebook messenger call or something. And I had a boon arm like this. I think it was this boon arm, actually, before I broke it. And it had, like, a phone holder on it, and I would just hold my phone sort of, like, like there. But it was almost like I was streaming now, but it was just so I could, like, play my game while still being on VC, being, like, video call. But yes, it was 2019. So I've got fond memories of Anthem. I just wish I hadn't spent £60 on it. And I wish that when I, yeah. when I was encouraged to spend £60 on it, my friends actually fucking played with me. Well, then again, the is, they weren't though, good friends, so fuck them. The, the, the thing with that is, if Anthem had come, had the reveal trailers, and in this day and age, like a few years down the line, it was just added straight to Game Pass as a Game Pass thing, you wouldn't be so upset with it. No, I won't. You would play it, it wouldn't have been the best, but you can at least say, oh, look, I played Anthem, 
I enjoyed parts of it, but that's it. But it's the fact that people were made to pay 60 fucking quid for a game that flopped so badly yeah. after being the new Halo or the new Titan. Even, even if it had been like a mid-range 30 quid game, I'd have been happy with 30 quid. I'd say I probably yeah. got 30 quid's worth of enjoyment out of it. Paying full price for a AAA title is... Like, for that regard, anyways, it's not ridiculous in general because like, I spent 60 quid on God of War Ragnarok. I've not even beaten that game yet and I've got 60 quid's worth. I'm never beating that game on stream. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I was doing a full play for on YouTube as well, like sending the VODs over there. That's never getting finished. I will end up playing that off stream. But it's just, like Goody said, you're paying full price for empty promises, which yeah. is so common in this industry. It's like the fact that fucking Skull and Bones, when that eventually releases in like 40 years, it'll release alongside Elder Scrolls fucking 6. But when that comes out, we already know what what it's going to be. It's a, a shell of Black Flag that's in alpha and already has a microtransaction sc- store to fucking r- rival um, Call of Duty. It's ridiculous, and it's pay to win, and it's going to be crap. And they want that's going to be a, well, it's sixty quid game now. If that takes another five years to release, I imagine games will probably be about seventy quid then, eighty quid. Like. My child is having a breakdown. I hope that's not coming through on the podcast. I can't hear it through the microphone in the uh, in the call. We should be good then. I think he's been putting a timeout, or he's hurt himself. One of the two. Claw's dealing with him. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um, let's. Uh, something I want to do, just because uh, I may or may not have been watching the reveal trailer through through the stream, just to get myself all caught up. I think it's about time that we move on to the next segment. Immortals of Avium. Immortals of Avium. Which I have here on loop. There's no audio, but it is on loop for you guys there if you are curious. I think it looks interesting. I I am going to say it. It is a different styled immortal. uh, Not immortal, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes. With the combat. After after playing... That's why I 100% see the parallels you're seeing, yeah. It is a fantasy version of Ghostwire Tokyo, which yeah. I I will agree with you. Ghostwire is a beautiful and so amazing fun. game. I haven't played through it completely like I have done with Cyberpunk, but I will be going back and playing it completely. Yeah. And Immortals of Avium, I reckon will be a, another video game along that same my my style. only concern my only concern is it does share a lot of parallels with ghostwire tokyo but it also gives me very strong anthem vibes <laughs> and it is another ea original like anthem and my concern is it's going to be more of the same that we've seen from ea recently i say that but then jedi survivor is also an ea original thank you um I, think- I love that I think so. Here's something we I think we discussed it in the last podcast. There's a few famous faces in this title. So yeah. if anyone has watched Suits, Jessica well, that's, Pearson. That's why I'm just Jessica Pearson's is, on screen now. Yeah, she's yeah, a, she's an amazing just, woman. She she is an amazing woman, but it's a big celebrity that has been cast 
Yeah, which like not, like normally when you game. see that, there's danger. Let's yeah. look at this bit on the trailer. Fucking dragons. Uh, the thing that I am worried about it is I'm a huge fan of open world stuff. So if there was an open world version of this or it comes as an open world thing, I would enjoy it. But I also think that we're getting a lot of stuff during this trailer leading back to our previous discussion that we're getting a lot of like cutscene things and potential aspects of like final mission stuff. I mean, look, it looks like a da- full yeah. on assault. Di- on some but that, sort to of... be fair though, that diving into that into that battlefield. I almost said warfield. Diving into that battlefield like that, that could very much be endgame. But I've that to me gives a vibe of that's where you're gonna go in the tutorial and everything's going to go to shit. Very much so. I if if it turns out that it's going to become like a an open world thing, I'm going to be a very happy man. If I, it's going to I, be, I get vibes. That it's going to be less open world and more multiple semi-open but small regions with linear story levels. But whether, yeah. whether that's how it goes, I don't know. But I mean, the fact that I enjoyed Ghostwire. It's a beautiful game. The gameplay was unique to me. I yeah. think it's got high hopes, but as we've discussed in the podcast today, it's an EA title. And yeah. is this, is it so hyped up and so glossy looking, but it's, uh, it's gonna. Yeah. Your camera is having a field downstream, but don't worry. You're still coming through extremely clearly. It's just your image is being weird. So I apologize for that for anyone who's in chat at the minute. Uh, but you are still coming through fine audio-wise, so don't worry about it, mate. Um, but I have to fucking work about it and worry about it now, don't I? No, you don't, because when it comes to Spotify, no one's going to be able to fucking see it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I think it looks like a really good game. I do think that like, with the different coloured beams of light and stuff, I'm assuming that's going to hint at... Well, you see it, don't you? Like, the different forms of magic. So I imagine it's going to be like... A bit yeah. like you see the, with the, Ghostwire, where you've got your water energy, your wind energy, and your fire energy, which are the three Avonlocks. So you're, far, you're, literally, you're literally going to be doing a Avatar The Last Airbender sorcerer thing. You've yeah. got, uh, you've got uh, lightning, you've got water, you've got earth, you've got uh, nat- well, nature in general, and then you've got fire. It's going to be along that pretense imagine though with airbender imagine being able to control all these elements but you can't make yourself grow hair that poor kid's got male pattern baldness <laughs> and his favorite with best friend and you, can, you can tell he's self-conscious because his best friend is Appa, who's extremely hairy i feel like he does that to offset he's like so he can just stand under him and do like that and just have the appa's fur and he's i like, was going, just thinking appa's just appa's just hovering and ang is just underneath like with apple on his head like i've got a full head of hair apparently he can grow a full head of hair he just shaves it i am yet to see him yeah yeah i don't believe it proof or it didn't happen Yeah, because he goes on like four or five day adventures and doesn't even get fucking stubble so that's bullshit yeah also i don't appreciate the fact that he has apple He's probably got a brush in his bag or whatever that he can brush Appa. And the only time that you guys see him with hair is when he's brushed Appa 
Appa's molted. He's then a congolo. He's got a ball of this Appa fur, and then puts it on his head. Yeah, he App- wears a toupee of Appa. Yeah, I'm gonna say Appa is actually uh, Airbender language for toupee. Is what I was exactly just gonna say. I'm so glad we both went there. Um, he gets knocked out for a month and wakes up with hair. So exactly. So no. Wait. So like Andrew Tate. Sorry. <laughs> I love that with Andrew Tate when he went in, when he went into prison. It's like uh, we're like because people were ripping him about being bald. It's like I can grow hair. I've grown a full head of hair. And then there's a picture of him coming out of the prison, and he, he, he's got a hairline like Gollum. And it was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Um. But no, I think Immortals. It's it looks good, and I do hope that it has it lives up to the hype of the trailer. Yeah. Well, July twentieth, um, we get it to come out and. I don't think it's coming to any stream, any like actual streaming services in terms of games like Game Pass or um, EA Access. I don't think it's coming to any of them at launch, so it'll definitely probably be one, one for me where I take a backseat, see the reception of it, see sort of the state it releases in, and then go yeah. from there. I don't think it's one I'm going to pre-order because I've been burnt by EA too many times now. I love them. Yeah, I, th- I think. But I no. think I'll probably hold off, let it release, see what happens on day uh, the first week. Yeah. If it from there the first week looks like it's hopeful and everything, yeah. I will probably go out and buy it and play it. But it's it's one of those. You well, if you you've been burnt once, you're going to be burnt again. Yeah, but, but it, it wouldn't be this... too bad if it was a known IP. Like again, Jedi Survivor. I know it's another year title. I know it's going to be good because it's the same people who did the first one. The first one was amazing. If you gave me a new Mass Effect game, even though Andromeda was a bit rocky, I still enjoyed it. I'd probably pre-order Mass Effect. But for a new title I know nothing about, the last time I did this was Anthem. I, I, ain't, I ain't risking that again. Fuck that. It's going to be a full-price title, isn't it? It's going to be a 60-quid title at least. The nice thing yeah. is the hair looks really nice. The hair textures look really good, but... At the same time, it's not going to look like this when it releases. The, the, the thing is, though, why? Why? I know that we like games are trying to progress and look even better and, uh, and all that. But why in the flying fuck do game developers concentrate more on the hair of the fucking people than they do of the gameplay of the fucking games that they're releasing? Because that you've got loads of like custom custom creator screens for loads of games where the hair is so intricate that you can see the hairs stand up on the back of their neck. But where's the fucking story? Yeah, but Sam, 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 to be to be fair though, you have just played Cyberpunk, a game that you love, where at launch the Willy physics worked perfectly and the car physics didn't. That I'm not. I'm not ashamed about and i'm not upset about okay i'm not upset about that um also immortals um just on steam is a 50 pound standard edition 60 pound uh deluxe edition game but that's probably going to be 60 pound for playstation for standard and 70 pounds for deluxe because that's just what fucking playstation do yeah and they they are they are different like they are, it is a different dev doing Immortals of Avium to who it is do who did Anthem. It was Bioware that did Anthem. So the fact that I've turned around and said I'm going to pre-order the next Mass Effect when it comes out is ballsy of me. But EA 
as a company with the practices they keep have burnt a Ooh. lot of people. Yeah. Immortals of Avium is developed by Ascendant Studios, an yeah, independent AAA team led by Brett Robbins, creative director of Dead Space, Call of Duty, and published by EA. So Dead Space is a big franchise that I like. So yeah. it's got a lot going for it, but they need to do it right. But the nice thing is, is that if it's from a dude who was also a lead on Call of Duty, hopefully that means that... I know it's magic, not guns, but because it's ranged, I'm going to say it anyways, the gunplay is probably going to feel quite nice. Because that's one yeah, thing. I mean, you can it, say it, what you like about Call Master... of Duty, whether you like it or not, the gunplay in Call of Duty is, so, is solid. If it yeah, wasn't, they no, would never sure. be where they were. Like, the whole join the Ever War, Immortals of Avium is a single-player, first-person magic shooter that tells the story of Jack as he joins an elite order of battle mages to save a world on the edge of Abyss. With legions of soldiers on both sides of the Ever War, he must uncover the mysteries of Avium's troubled past if there's any hope for saving its future. Master three forces of magic and unleash spells with deadly skill in a game that defies FPS conventions. So but see that annoys me the fact that they've told you how that they've told you how many types of magic you're gonna learn and they've shown all of them. Yeah. That annoys me. If they'd have just if they'd have just shown us like one and be like, learn different types of magic, you'd be like, oh, fuck, well, I've seen one. What else are they going to add? I well, love that. the fact that. is, just how it, it... Why am I going to say this? Go on, Sam. We can cut it if we Hogwarts need to. Fu- Hogwarts fucking legacy. I'm just having a look here. It's... In my opinion, it's going to turn out a little bit like Hogwarts Legacy. Um, And I only say that because uh, unlock and upgrade more than 25 spells. Oh, wow, 25? Yeah. But the thing is, I will give Hogwarts Legacy this, though, is during their advertising campaign, they did show us some gameplay where they just, like, showed us how the combat worked and they showed us... Um, they walked us around some bits of Hogwarts without revealing too much. I'll give them that. They gave, went for the wow factor and showed us, and they did tell us there are more spells you can learn, but we're only going to use these for hot bad because we don't want to spoil them. We don't want to yeah. tell you how many there are. We don't want to tell you what you've got. Just know there's more. I feel like that was a good approach because that made me thinking, oh, well, what spells are we going to get? Are we going to get the killing curses? And they're like, well, wait and see. And then obviously yeah. in the trailer then the launch the like the trailer closed the sound we got of Adicadavra. It was like Yeah man. You wanna be a hobo um, a murder hobo, go for it. I do like that you can be a murder hobo though, and then you go back to school and it's just like Ooh, are we going on another adventure? Yes, I'm going to kill everybody. What very good me! You know what I mean, like I feel, I feel like they needed a morality system because you can't just go just fucking capping wizards everywhere using the killing curse and then come back going here to learn herbology it doesn't really resonate but <laughs> you know what i mean it doesn't really it doesn't really flow um but no. we are at the two hour mark so we are going to get on to or multiplayer moments like that are wholesome or funny stuff like because we, we have talked about obviously like last week we talked a lot about the um industry shift and how like multiplayer gaming like the use of couch co-op 
has disappeared lamp parties you don't really see anymore it's all like online now um if anyone does have any stories they want to share um please put in chat now i think i've got one on discord i only got one i might have two um so i will look at them and we'll read some out sam if you want to share any of your stories as well you're more than welcome to i've got i've got i've probably got some stories to share um let's have a look see if i've got any sort of share your stories so i got one from the lovely finale which good old finn is very good at he, he responds every week playing local co-op man of madan with mrs finn the first time we've played a game like that had many tense moments but somehow we got everyone through uh to the end bar one whom my wife had lost and i'd ribbed her for much to her annoyance well Turns out I did a very bad thing earlier in the game that resulted in literally everyone getting gunned down in the last 30 seconds. Uh, I'll never forget the slow head turn and deadpan look from her. The words that followed, I've blocked out of memory for my own sanity. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I fully get that when you rib someone for something and then immediately like, oh, how the turntables. But... I played Man of Medan, I really liked it. I got everybody to the end alive, like, bar... All right, don't need to rub it in. Bar, well, no, bar one. <laughs> I got to the last sequence and I killed one of them off. And because I was going for a no-death run and I killed one, I called the game bullshit and uninstalled it and never actually finished the game. Because <laughs> it pissed me off that much. I was like, nah, this is fucking bullshit, man. Uh, do you want to share a story, Sam? Do you have any stories, fond memories of multiplayer experiences, or...? I... Yeah, so... I remember playing World of Warcraft, and we were doing, like, early days of Mythic Plus uh, dungeoning. And I was playing with a load of random people. I can't remember the dungeon exactly, but I remember we were on, like, the second or third boss of it. And... We'd all joined a Discord call uh, to make it easier because we were pushing for quite a high key. Yeah. And this boss slapped the shit out of our healer and our two DPS. So there was just the tank and me. And I remember being in this Discord call and it was I was trying to heal as well as DPS and this tank was trying to heal and keep the threat off me. And I remember it. we, we would just ran round and round and round and just the sheer encouragement from the guys in the Discord call was like, you guys are fucking doing it. The percentage is coming down. I can't... Guys, this shouldn't be a thing. What is going on? And we were getting down, and it was like, oh, guys, just to say, you've reached 30% remaining. Guys, 25, 20, 50. We got down to the last 10%, and it was such a... I'm clenching my butt cheeks moment because our health was getting low and it it really it got close to the wire but we managed to get it and the sure the size of relief from me and this tank were amazing they were both so vocal and so loud and it was like thank fuck we're done with that shit but the, you had the other guys like screaming like clapping and shit like that it, it was great i think the other uh, i think the other story would have to be happens yesterday well, well when you weren't particularly playing multiplayer but you were playing a game with friends there 
yeah, the Pan Am yeah, story I, that I covered earlier. Yeah, it was it was the it was the Pan Am ending. It was the one that I had been hyped up for. It was the one that I couldn't wait and I had hoped would be a thing. And it lived up to every expectation and just you hyping it up so much and then everyone kind of taking the piss because I'm nearly in fucking tears. Yeah, but that's when you know that a game's good, when it's that powerful that it can get you to feel them emotions. So no one's ju- no one particularly judged you. Everyone was just happy that you got that level of immersion in the game and that was love for the characters that you felt that. Because that's how you know someone's uh, yeah. had a good experience. So Mandy has said that they were, she was playing Sea of Thieves in a, a server where they aligned up with some people who do uh, Glitterbeard. They met a few, a few cool crews. And they all decided, in their infinite wisdom, that they were going to try and do the entirety of Glitterbeard on a single robot. But there was 12 of them. 12 Shit. people on a robot. I mean... Kind of hot. I mean, the I want to know the independent stories, the romances that were formed between two members of the rowboat crew and how the sex scene uh, goes on. Well, that's but, the thing, because wherever I go on the internet, if I end up in a multiplayer thing, teaming up with someone, I always end up in a romance with somebody. Yeah. It's got to be done. I Half think, of you were barrels chilling in a boat. <laughs> I think one of, my, one of my funniest ones was literally from... Yesterday, when I got banned off Overwatch 2. <laughs> Which pissed me off, man. Oh, we're playing Overwatch 2. Chilling out, having a good time. This dude comes in, starts talking smack in the, uh, in the text chat for the, for the game. And someone calls him out and says, I'm 2. To me, being a kid who grew up with Vine, you know the whole nine inches deep in your mom. I uh, I said two inches deep in your mom at him, and he went, you have no penis then, yeah. To me, thinking I was funny, and it was fucking a brilliant comeback, I tell you, I said, uh, uh, nah, don't, but that's because she bites, dirty old woman. Um, and the dude replied me, and I got instantly banned. I got a 24-hour ban on Overwatch, so I can't play Overwatch today, and it's pissing me off because I was vibing with Torbjorn and Um, But the... Um, one of my favorite memories and it was also one of my most heartbreaking memories is i remember when i um and what we used to do is we used to, i used to go around every sunday and what we would do is we would play battlefront 2 on the ps2 i'd bundle my playstation 2 and my game into my rucksack and i'd walk to his house and we'd play and it'd be great and um i remember we were sat um doing we were just doing like private games 1v1 on it and I was, he, he was always better at the game than me, but one game I fucked him up and I won and I got that excited. I fell off his bed backwards, but still holding the controller. And with the force, I yanked the whole PlayStation across the room and smacked him in the face with it. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I took myself out, took him out. And unfortunately, because it was still the days of disc drives being a bit, Rocky, I also completely obliterated my uh, Battlefront 2 disc and it broke my heart. I broke his face and my own heart in one one foul swoop. But just watching, well, I didn't watch, I was looking at the ceiling, but hearing the PS2, like all the wires nearly take his TV out, then just hear a PlayStation 2 
contact somebody's face. It was an audible experience to rival Nickelback. It, it, it was fantastic. It had more musical prowess than Bono. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. It was sad that I brought my game. But I got a new one. But it was, it was funny as fuck, man. So the, the fact so is, funny. it's moments like that you'll never be able to have again. Exactly. And the, 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 the loss of the disc or the breakage of the disc comes nothing compared to being able to, years down the line, being able to tell that story. Yeah. It, honestly, it, oh, had me, had me reason. Like, I don't really have a, a, any really funny stories other than that. I remember I used to play a lot of um, Infected on Modern Warfare Three with all my all my high school mates. These were the same mates that made me buy Anthem, bastards. But we used to play a lot of custom Infected games. Just a lot of us. It was always Sea Town, Modern Warfare Three, Infected. Everyone always used to sit on that little fucking bridge. It was a bitch. Um, and I remember one of our mates, he was the one who always hosted the games and he, he, he was very, very, very autistic. So if he didn't host the games, he freaked out. So we let him. And he had to disappear because his dinner already. His mum shouted down for dinner. He was like, oh, right, I'm just going to go get my dinner. He's only like a pizza, so I'll only be 10 minutes. We're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll all sit and chat because we thought if we just leave and host another game and he comes back, he'll freak the fuck out. Um, Four hours he was gone. And... All of us were sat there going, should we boot up again? Nah, nah, it's been a while now. We'll probably come back any minute. Four hours we sat there and was like, I'm back, guys. That fucking time. I wasn't gone that long. Like, mate, you've been gone that long. Hang from Avatar's grown fucking hair. And like, shaved it off already. And shaved it off again. And definitely doesn't have a toupee or seven. Um, But it was just, it was four hours, man. Well, I think what he'd done, I think, he, I think he'd gone and eaten his dinner and then he'd had a shower and then he'd seen that his mum was watching something on TV and got distracted and that. And then gone to the toilet and then gone back downstairs forgetting his Xbox was on and then has remembered and come back upstairs. We're like, mate, we've been sat on a main menu listening to the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 menu music on repeat for four hours whilst all, all, all talking about how much we really, really want to play this game. It is now one o'clock in the morning and none of us can be fucking arsed. Like, Jesus, man. Uh, but then he proceeded to uh, deny that that ever happened. He went forward to like, remember that time when you made us wait four hours? He's like, I've never done that. I was like, yeah, you fucking have, dickhead. There's about seven of us who can attest to it. Um, I'm just, I'm still looking at this Immortals of Avium trailer because it's still playing on my PC. And I must admit, the rain textures look quite nice as well. Just hoping it's it's not an anthem where it's, it's pretty but pointless. Like yeah. me, I'm pretty but pointless. Whereas Sam's the opposite. Sam's really useful, but he's got a right ugly mug. You can fuck off. I'm the sexiest of the two. Why did you grow a beard to hide most of it? Because women dig beards. Why can't you grow one? I can. You see her? Look. That, my friend, is not a beard. That, that is a chin a strap that, that you can get grabbed. Beard. Right, considering this time last year, I was lucky if I got, like, a hair on my chin. I'm fucking accepting this as a beard, dickhead. Stop shaving your legs and sticking it to your fucking face, then, you dickhead. Oh, fuck you. I'm already balding. Leave me alone. I'm already self-conscious. But I think we are at the two-minute uh, 12 mark for the record.
I think that's a good place to call it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it, it's a, a manageable thing for the spuddy phase. It is. I uh, will be back streaming Monday, I think. I'm going to be doing Wild Hearts, um, a demo for that, which we'll see how bad it actually is because I've heard a lot of negative things. That could be fun. Obviously, keep an eye out on the streaming as well because you're going live. You're wanting to go live next week as well, Artie Sam. What what day are you thinking? Yeah. Have you decided yet? Uh, probably Tuesday. If not, it will be a midweek Wednesday-ish. That's fine. So keep an eye out as well for that. Obviously, it's at DarkMCR on Twitter, Sam. And if you are watching this on Twitch, you obviously already know who I am because you're on my channel. But if you're not, it's at Yorkshire Bother on um, Twitch for anyone listening on Spotify and Google Podcasts because that should be up and running soon as well. But until Woo-hoo! until next time, everyone, which hopefully next time, maybe it might be me, Huffle, Sam, Iron Slade and, and Greasy Fax Machine all in one room in my living room, drunk. Um, <laughs> that could be a very fun podcast. We might not live stream that one. We might just record it just in case it, it goes it goes terribly. But, you, me, and Sladen all under the same roof with Alco in our systems and the filter had been completely removed. Yeah, definitely ain't going to be a live stream unless well, it's in the Discord. Considering with a filter, I've said that I'd eat dog food and fuck a gunshot wound, I think drunk is going to be so much worse. <laughs>